0: And I have discovered that this fight is not worth fighting, no. And I've seen them others, and I will no other to follow me where i Here we are in June, everybody. Such a good song. Man. I'm here. This is Tyler Cullenbear here on Symbiosis Now. We, we're, we are here, me and Allison. How are you doing today, baby?
1: I'm doing okay, I guess. My name is Allison. I am Allison Colin That's
0: me. Hi. Yeah, it's a hard question to ask these days, it seems like, to just be like, hey, how you doing, bud? Because it's like, if you're just like,
1: yeah, everything's fucking good,
0: it's kind of disrespectful, you know? It's almost like we ask it, but then we don't know really how to respond because the way you responded was like, you know, you're not really that satisfied with what's going on in our environment and stuff. And, and our world's a different place than it was three months ago, four months ago. Um, you know, like I was telling you, I had a buddy, Richie. Um, he was showing me videos from January in Chile. He was in Santiago, Chile, and he was uh, he was there in January for a student trip for the seniors of Fresno State because we live in the Central Valley, California here. Um, and he was over there, and there were dude, they were spraying mass quantities of pepper spray. And I really should just have him on here, honestly. That's what we should do in the future. I should have him on here and talk about it because he's got videos. He's got all this stuff. He was there, and he wasn't even meant to be there. He was just kind of there, and they didn't realize as they went on this trip, apparently, that Chile was in a serious revolution, practically. Wow, wow And the riot wow. control was to another level. It's, it's what we're seeing now. But uh, this was this was before COVID or, or, or during COVID outbreaks, but before it was really affecting the United States. And uh, it may have been affecting, affecting things down there obviously, but I think it was ultimately over wages. It was over you know, them saying, hey, you, know, you can't make this much money, but we'll, we'll elaborate more maybe in the future. But it, it gave me great insight to see that, man, the world is always on edge, always on eggshells. People are using riot control day and night. And we also learned that Condor is one of these companies that makes all these these things, that makes big business out of it essentially for governments to provide riot control on a mass scale. So look into that if you ever want to look into that and trip out. You know, they have pretty products online that you can just look at.
1: Hmm. Well, that's really something interesting. That's a lot of information right there. And I really think that you should definitely have Richie on here. Yeah, I think so too. And you should talk about, you know, you guys should talk about what's going on over there. And uh, one thing that I think would be really interesting for us to talk about is the premise of how are you. And even before the riots, before the protest, before um, the pandemic. Right. Asking somebody, how's it going? And then the fact that you're just expected to be held to the standard of good. Because if you ask somebody, you know, is that, I mean, how do you feel? Do you want to talk about that? Or maybe that's not a good direction to go in right now. I don't know. Like the premise of how are no, you? No, I think we should
0: definitely talk about it. I, I totally agree.
1: Yeah, yeah. Okay so like for example um i work in customer service and i answered the phone the other day and i said thank you for calling my job uh this is allison how can i help you and uh they said how's it going i said i'm doing all right how are you and it turned into kind of like an actual conversation we didn't go too deep but uh so and right now to ask somebody how are you it just is a it's kind of like a measure of how tone-deaf you are to what's going on in the world, but there's always crazy shit going on in the world, right? So mm-hmm. are you not allowed to be good? It just is a whole thing that it's like, what standard are we holding each other to, and do you really care if somebody's okay? If you're saying, or, you know, have a good day little passing sayings right. that we say that it's like, do you mean that? Like you and I are really big on, I appreciate right, you. Yeah. It's big to tell, look somebody in the eye, but I could see how that could be perceived as like generic because all of these sayings are supposed to mean a lot, but none of them really mean shit.
0: No, I think that they mean shit. They mean no, shit. No, no, they it's do, just... but
1: just in the context of passing conversation, of it being like, how, oh, hi, how are you? It's like, do you really want to know?
0: Yeah, well, it is definitely like, hey, how's it going today? You know, it, like I used to work in retail for shit my whole life, practically since I was 18 to like 25. And I learned that all those, all that time that the re- what the real America seems like, you know, I'm just saying we are a consumerist, capitalistic society, and when you are working in retail, I feel for anyone that works in retail and I had to get out of it, you know, but it's because people do treat you like dirt and you are literally on the front lines, which brings us to the point of during this COVID thing of, ha- of those of those folks that are in retail often being told that they're essential workers and that, yes, you will get paid a little more. Some of them, by the way, not everyone, some of them were getting paid a little more for hazard pay, but that still doesn't justify putting them on the front lines to make a couple dollars in the scheme of it all, especially when, um, when for the most part, they don't provide them with proper health care or anything. I mean, I'm talking like we could l- label a bunch of companies, but gosh, like Walmart, Big Lots, well, a bunch of these two, companies. Well, there's two questions here. It's a rough journey to work in retail at any time, and I felt like that. And I worked in that pre-pandemic. Now with the pandemic, I feel like people are still really rude to the cashier and all this kind of stuff. And uh, those have been heroes too, you know, maybe they weren't in the medical field, but they were helping supply your food and your needs and supplies directly. And maybe they weren't, they're not the supplier, but they were definitely helping you check out and being there in a necessary position. But now does that mean that they're more essential than other people's jobs that take care of plenty of other things? Absolutely not. You know, it's just difficult to say that, you know, these people were put in this position and that they were... "Quote unquote more essential than people that were maybe not working during this period because that is yeah, that is belittling. I guess you're is what really I'm getting touching at, on a
1: lot. Like yeah, you there's again there's a lot of information that you packed in there. There's a lot of things. So w- the first thing that comes to mind is there's a, there's two main points here when it comes to the frontline essential workers, whether it is your grocery store clerks, whether it is your uh, first responders, you know." um putting people on the front lines during a healthcare crisis like a pandemic that is huge that is like um uh, one thing to put somebody's health at risk like i'm not talking now yeah. months later that people can like look at the numbers and say it's a 93% success rate or survival rate i'm sorry or you know whatever numbers people want to go with but you know when all this first happened nobody knew and a lot of jobs still put their frontline workers still because the world had to keep going, you know. Right, they had so, no idea uh, what, I'm not what the possibility was. Yeah, you
0: know, or, or, or all these workers could die in, in a month, and they we hopefully they don't sue us, but we got to still making be making money. You know, that was the position so at that's first. The, folks the, were put in. Yeah,
1: yeah. First thing is, and that could be a whole ass podcast or a whole Absolutely. ass you know, about yeah. putting people on the front lines when you don't even know for sure the answers yet. But then now something that I'd like to talk on that you talked about when when you last spoke was these customer service workers are treated like absolute garbage. Which is now, not right, yeah. There is, I feel the, n- the need to like, treated like they get treated. I have an ongoing conversation in my head that's kind of how my brain works, and maybe I'll get better or, you know, expound on it more further in our podcasts. But like, so my first thought is, God, customer service workers are treated like shit. Then my brain says, well... There is a lot of really respectful people that you know are very respectful to customer service workers, but yeah, I, I'm not are. talking about all those people because obviously I know that you know I've worked customer service for a lot of my life. I know that a lot of people. It's are disproportionate. Most people are good, though, it's disproportionate. Yeah, there essentially, like, there's more
0: folks generally speaking that kind of don't see the full spectrum of what's going on when they go to the store and they come in, they're acting all titled, essentially, and acting like they, because they're giving you your dollar, that they own you, you know, or something yeah, of that yeah.
1: sort. Like, there, it just, there is a huge disconnect, and there is something in our society that says that it is okay for you to be rude to a customer service worker. Like, pre-pandemic, at, take a survey, look at surveys I'm sure that already exist. Uh, you know, customer service workers are not treated with a lot of respect, and that's something that we just let get away with. So then I think about... Okay, so that now there was we're we're considered essential workers, and uh, I saw people post on the internet, you know, kids that are graduating high school right now pay attention to who's deemed an essential worker, and I felt the need to comment and say whoa 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 don't you do we cannot teach our next generation to always live like we're going to be in a state of crisis, and to say that you to be a, a. essential worker is the only niche that you can fill in society like you know I think that if we live a hundred years or shit even if you live 50 years you could you could fill a lot of niches on that way you know so I don't know. I'm going off on a tangent. No, I but get what you're saying, especially workers. though,
0: because I mean, if you're, you know, you could say you're the, each one of these customer service workers fill in their niche, and 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 the kids, like you were saying, that the kids are being told maybe by some people, you saw some posts, basically, mm-hmm. right? And I saw them too that were kind of saying, well, you know what jobs we should be searching for when we end we exit the pandemic, right? So and which all this would kind of be? Let's process, name is is that remained
1: open. So which would be grocery stores?
0: Yeah, I mean, Jack and the uh, Bog McDonald's, right? A lot of this fast food, food right? All
1: the fast food. Not all um, the restaurants. Restaurants,
0: though, but a lot of fast food was still open yeah right? yeah nothing Big like anything
1: in the beauty industry like hairdresser like you know I have friends who have like a salon in the beauty industry that had to close yeah. you know that they could not so then do I tell my son or daughter that they should not go into the beauty industry right. at all because it may this may happen like no that is such a bullshit way of thinking it's dangerous
0: thinking is what I think yeah I think yeah, that we can yeah. agree upon it it is dangerous thinking I mean it becomes weaponized almost in a sense when you, when you really start breaking it down because if these kids are all chasing uh, uh, a quote-unquote essential job now, getting out of high school, for example. I mean, they just got robbed of their graduation walk. you know, they, Oh, they got to see the fireworks from a block away. Oh, people drove by in cars to say congratulations. That's cool, but we know that was not the same thing and what we got to go through. And we got to have sober grad and all these things, right? All this crazy stuff. Well, those kids were robbed of that. Now they need to make money because that's the way the world is. Mom and dad can't, Support forever. Once they're 18, they got to get out there. And I'm sure a lot of young kids, they want to get out there right now. And a lot of kids want to go out there and riot because they feel like they've been let down. And I feel like they have every right to feel let down. And it
1: is interesting about how um, personal truth can play into that because there's pockets... Of areas around the world where it is easy to get a job but there is pockets around the world where it's nearly impossible it just is a matter of what is available around you and then if you even have a car to get to these places and well Allison that's your right. fault for not having a car well I mean I gotta pay my bills Well most first. of these posts like, we saw know,
0: were probably more so like conservative type folks in in, in, in a smaller you know weird uh, uh, community you know kinda like how we were on the Central Valley or something you know and but but the whole idea of these kids all chasing that say they do chase that say they say hey you know i got to live in, in essentially in fear to so i can ma- keep making money through my 20s so i have to work a retail job or i have to work a, a you name it whatever was deemed essential i have to be a, a amazon delivery driver or something all these jobs are amazing i think that those people are truly the backbone and the bottom of the fa- you know the foundation of this country and pretty much the world all the hard working ass minimum wage working ass people like us when we work you know we are actually the foundation of the nation you could say because uh there is no maximum wage you know and that's something that me and Cameron Harris recently talked about on the phone which he'll be on the podcast I think this next weekend um so stay tuned guys um but the thing is is people are chasing these jobs and, and I know that the, the, the people that do those jobs are great people and those jobs are, are totally respectable but the reality of those jobs, speaking from personal experience, is that they pay you like dirt, you get treated like dirt, you have z- almost zero days off because most of these places are open Christmas, Thanksgiving, Easter, I mean whatever holidays you, you do or do not uh, you know uh, celebrate, they're open for any of them though, you damn straight. And they make you work, man. And, and the schedules change so much. They make you buy your own uniforms a lot of the time. They don't really give you vacation pay. If they give you a couple days of sick pay, it's only what the state of California in our situation like allows. That the the minimum. That's all they will allow. Yeah, you it know? is
1: interesting to think about how. So that is it essential
0: because no offense. I remember feeling like I was getting screwed, and you work hard, you know, to stock shelves for people to come in and don't realize that these products literally it says made in Vietnam or made in China or. Or Canned in in Arkansas or whatever that has been shipped here from train or boat or some kind of carrier And it took manpower to move it multiple times now to come to the shelf not to mention if it's food It was grown at some point on a farm that had to move from that to the processing plant to the to the packaging to the stores Ultimately to your hounds to your house, you know, and that is a big disconnection that I think people don't realize when they walk into a grocery store and I think that contributes a lot to why people don't treat these 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 folks that literally sustain help sustain us every day like they should be treated, like with more respect and whatnot. So I, I really want to stand up for the retail workers out there and especially in the U.S. because I know it's worldwide, but I know right here what I've seen in California, it is a mess.
1: You know, yeah, it's and, a, it's I a, and I feel for them. And
0: honestly, they're some of the strongest damn people, too. Like, if you gave them an opportunity to, to go be the leader at like some farm or or some, you know, thing where they're helping the world in some way or feeding some people or whatever, dude, they would kick ass at it and do it so professionally with a smile on their face, you know, because I know I'm like that. And I know so many people like yourself and had tons of friends that I met that they have so much, um, I, I hate to say like, uh, Uh, what's the right word? Possibility or like uh, potential potential because they're living up to their potential, but I see them training in their potentials. And if you give them a better opportunity, they will kick some ass. And I say that, you know, we start treating those people with more respect, even if we don't pay them more or whatever that is, because it may not be our decision to decide who gets paid more. But the reality is when you walk in there by smiling and treating them as such and, and agreeing, that Hey, this person is a real person, has a lifestyle going through some stuff probably has to clock in every day to deal with me and all these sniffling sneezing coughing whining babies walking through whatever you know what i mean zombie nation in the in the grocery store lately buying a bunch of toilet paper complaining about why can't i buy three packs of water we need to treat them better you know they hear a lot in a day and then they go home and they still have to pay bills as well
1: yeah i mean i think that there is My
0: tangents over, guys.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I love your tangents. It's just I think I need to keep notes because you say so much <laughs> powerful information that it's like wow, I could really go on and on based off of a lot of what you just said. But I know that it's like you have all these things in your brain that you're you're making yeah. connections as we're having this podcast. You know, this is not us trying to tell other people what to do. This is us figuring out what to do. Yeah, like, absolutely. That's what, what the do. symbiosis you know? now thing
0: is kind of alluding to. Is is we're trying to like realize that. We have to start paying attention and realize that we are interdependent
1: and the creatures, thing, and the connection it, you know, of it all beings. Yeah, yeah. Right. And so
0: everything I'm, on Earth kind of is. But when you really look at humans, the way we function, we literally have to communicate. We have to be interdependent. Yeah. That's how we succeed. That's how we survive to this day. We've there's traded great, fur. We've traded foods. We've you know we've done these things. There's a great and the TED talk on interdependence that you know
1: if you just go to Google or YouTube, uh, TED talk. Inter independence versus interdependence. I don't know it off the top of my head, but l- look it up. Look You'll it up. find it. Uh, it's a girl doing a TED talk, and it's called uh, "Independent in Independence versus Interdependence," and it talks about the importance of both. So that's a great way to elaborate on that. But I'd like to rewind and go back to customer service and talk about yeah. some of the reasons why we let each other get away with treating customer service workers like shit. Like, um, it. I personally feel like you know this the customer is always right, okay? The customer's always right. That is something that I heard, you know, entering the workforce at 15 and a half when it was because like they, I barely got my work permit and all the shit. and then you know up to now I'm 25. The customer is so not always right. No. In fact, the customer is usually wrong because they usually don't know the reasons why yeah. you have to do what you do because you have to follow the rules at your job. Because they and don't know you the system can't that always, you have to run on. Yeah, yeah, and you can't always elaborate 1,000%. Like So you said grocery stores, for example. When I was a kid, I didn't think about where those things on the shelf came from. Right. I had no idea. I didn't even... I didn't even think about it. I was whining at my mom's feet thinking about, I want peanut butter. Mommy, I want the crunchy peanut butter. You're right. It's important for the listener, whoever's
0: listening right now, ask yourself, you know, where does that food on that shelf come from? When you go grab some zucchinis off the the rack. And we're not proposing where where it
1: should come from. We're just saying that you should pay attention to all the humans that are involved to make that happen for you.
0: Right. The reality of of why we need food and where it comes from, where it comes from, how it's being produced, will get us into another stage of development, and we're going to talk about that soon on another podcast too. I don't need to, we need to keep <laughs> elating to the future, guys, but we are going to get into some agricultural concepts because I'm a plant science major, and uh, you know it's become a very big deal to me in my mind. But I think it's bigger than me. It's about our world. Yeah. You know?
1: We could talk about some of our not-so-good, like, I have a couple customer service experiences that I could talk about in passing that I think would be important to share. Like, like for example, uh, I used to work at Jump Juice, and there was a lot of really great customers there, um, and especially in my small little town. But, uh, and it's called
0: Jamba now huh it's, it's not called, called Jamba, Jamba juice Jamba anymore it's, it's, it's just Jamba. Jamba I know I'm
1: sorry I'm like so far behind <laughs> right but thank you for correcting me Jamba but I worked there when it was Jamba juice and people worked there before when it was the juice hut like yeah. it was it, it there's an evolution Mixing of the drinks company, like Jamba right? juice yeah I know uh, right Man. What's his
0: name shout out to freaking uh
1: that is Travis Barker? Yeah. No, Travis Barker. Travis, Travis, Scott. Travis Scott. Shout wow. out. Allison, you's an idiot. Travis anyway, Barker's a
0: badass drummer. Shout out to you too, though. I big know, dumb. man.
1: The name Travis. Jeez. That was just the first thing that came to my mind.
0: People think I'm Travis a lot. They call me Travis. I thought of Travis though Pastrana, Tyler. too. Yeah, Travis Pastrana. Shout out to you badass, bro. Dang. Remember he did the double backflip <laughs> in the X Games, man? We can go on tangents if we want. But anyways, I know. you're saying customers, I want to say, you uh, know.
1: So let's rewind. Jamba Juice, customers. There was a lot of good, obviously, and I could really think of a lot of good experiences, a lot of good connections that I had. However, like, for example, somebody, uh, somebody saying, I would like the, a smoothie, but I would like to sub out one of the fruits. I would, I would like to sub out the ice for fruit. Uh-huh.
0: Uh, in, instead the
1: of the one or two scoops of ice that you put, in this drink, I would like to sub in fruit for no cost. Now on our end, we would understand that I can't just give you free product. Like that's essentially what you're asking. Obviously ice
0: is cheaper than frozen fruit. Ice is free. Came through a bigger process to make it. I
1: mean, yeah, it's technically (laughs) nothing is free, right? But like in the scheme of it all, You could ask for water, and it's, like, free at a lot of places, most places, especially if you have your own cup. You might have to pay, like, 10 cents for a cup or, you know, whatever. That's a whole other tangent that we could go on. But the fact of the matter is that I was able to explain, you know, I'm sorry, ice is free. Like, you can get a cup of ice, and it's free. You can add extra ice all you want to your drink, and it's free. It might take an hour to blend, which was another disconnect of, like, well, why can't I add five scoops of ice? Well, because if you don't add any liquid to help make that blend, it's going to be hard on our motor. It's just not the recipe. Like, these things are a recipe for a It's reason. stuff that
0: you know you behind know? the scenes that is going to alter the entire... Um,
1: like, the, make of the drink and the entire... The like, entire recipe. I you mean, whatever, is you know, wild like, and then you... It doesn't seem like tame, a big deal, yeah. but,
0: like, people have to pay a little extra and have to understand that the, that it costs something. That Shout out to <laughs> Robert Cannell that there's no such oh, thing as yeah. a free lunch. Yeah. R.I.P.
1: Yeah, you know? yeah, that was a really awesome, amazing professor that we had at our uh, local college, and he's long, he's since passed, but he was yeah Good man yeah rest in peace. He we learned a lot from him. There's no such thing as a free lunch. That was something that he said. We it's, should
0: do a podcast call. Well, we'll go into that. It'll yeah, be called No Such Thing. No such thing lunch. as a free lunch, and we can elaborate on that. Everything comes from somewhere, you know. There's no such thing as free. It does Some, derive and have to go through something. Somewhere. Everything exactly. is living and, and happening and going on, you know.
1: Yep. Uh,
0: but yeah. remember, you had it. You had to to speak of Jamba Juice. Maybe we could just close on like this. Remember, you had a customer. It, we'll call him F because he had like a letter for a name. But he would always show up right at the uh, end of the night, where you guys are literally about to close. Uh, You're already cleaning machines that F. you know. Technically, you, you clo- start closing down right as the end because most people aren't going to come in for a juice, right, or certain things yeah, right at the end yeah. of the night because most so, people don't. Yeah,
1: basically, this customer really that would consistently come in. With five minutes to spare Or one minute to spare And you know After working there for so many years Like I grew to know him In a way where I (laughs) could like Combat his rudeness Because he was like rude but still a human or did you did you
0: get good at enabling him you know what i mean no (laughs) no no but some people what i did did.
1: my whole life and what customer service forces humans to do is enable people it doesn't allow you to properly defend yourself and have respect for yourself because then you're perceived as being you know oh you don't have good customer service yeah so for example when f rolls into the parking lot and it was uh, literally past the time we closed i had the confidence To lean out the window and say, sorry, F, you're too late. You know, you should have been here 10 minutes ago. Right. We'll see you tomorrow and close the door. Right. You know, there'd be people I'm sure that would say, oh, you know, Allison, you can't say that. But it's like, no, 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 no. Because check this out, F is the same guy that grew so comfortable with me to say, oh, wow, Allison, you... have you lost weight or gained weight or something he made some shitty comment about my weight
0: no I think he said something a little more rude than that like he said something about like oh you've lost a lot of weight or something just came in and that's like the first thing he said like which you know man I'm just saying you don't say who says that like it just doesn't make sense. So you don't say so something like that. because yeah. it's kind of rude. PSA you gotta be nice to the females anybody specifically just too, do man.
1: Do not comment on somebody's weight. Do not. I mean, I agree, you yeah. do not know the amount. It, there is so. That could be a whole last, another podcast yeah. about things that we say to people that we don't even. Or, okay, a common one is like, oh, Tyler and Allison, are you gonna have kids anytime soon? It's like, how do they know that? We're not already trying. How do we know that there's a reason that what we're not? What if I'm shooting blanks? How do they know that you know, I have. Don't know that. That's maybe offensive. you're shooting blanks and you that know? is so hurtful to you. Yeah. And that is even term is like, oh man, I'm sorry. What if I was unable to bear children? Right. Yeah. Which is hugely common. And so for people to ask other people that, even if they're just expecting us... No kids yet? Us, oh, you're going to start making like, them soon? Oh,
0: man. Like almost like, do you want to watch us make them? What the
1: fuck <laughs> is wrong with you, man? <laughs> Let's rewind to Jamba because we're going to yeah, close yeah, it. Yeah. Oh, and this guy and his entitlement and, you know, I guess. Customer service doesn't properly equip you to defend yourself, and you have to learn to build your own resilience. In the job that I have now, there was a man that came in and uh, he said a racist comment to me, but it was something. It was a it was a discriminatory comment about Mexicans, and he looked at me. This white man came into my job pre-pandemic and made a discriminatory comment about Mexicans and looked me in my eye and says like, um, "Am I right?" like it was it was like looking to a fellow white person to validate their like shitty comment about f- their fellow mm. humans like it was so problematic and i can see how a lot of people would feel forced hands tied to be like huh, yeah i know right and then as soon as he leaves be like gosh you like guys, i just said that to i you. had to say that like i didn't know but instead i said to that man after my 10 years of resilience and customer service experience and learning how to properly defend myself but still have respect and keep my job, I said, wow, sir, I uh, don't really know which one we say to that, and I have to politely disagree with you.
0: Go and, you. And
1: uh, is there anything else I can help you with today? Damn. And he was kind of shook, you know, because there's what can you really say to that? I just, I'm just i not going to have you walk into my job and f- put me in a position where you guilt me into, like, whether it's discriminatory comments or just shitty comments or hateful comments in, in general. no. No, yeah, yeah, yeah. respect goes both ways. And I do think that people that work in a business, you know, if you, you own a business, you should respect people as they walk in and stuff. But, like, respect goes both ways. There is nothing in customer service or humans in general that say one, <laughs> it's abuse of power. That's what it is. It is. That's it, what is. it is. But that's it is. It all, but it's even the civilians. Guarantee.
0: I mean, that are abusing power. I mean, it's ultimately about abuse of power. But the issue is, is it who who has power? I mean, we obviously know the federal government, governmental agency stuff. They have power. You could say, you know, they have So customers think um, they
1: have power but, because right, they're giving because you, because you they their, have their money, the, right? They have the
0: buying power because they're the consumer, and that's kind of how all these retail things have, have set it up. It seems like as that's the system in which it, it all flows let and works. Walk as you, you all know, you're you're basically kind of saying. Hey, give us your money before you walk out of this building like that's the point of you being in here and obviously all marketing and everything is dedicated to making that happen from the moment you walk in there you know they got the fans over the thing make you feel cool where as soon as you come out of the hot heat from outside and then you got someone goes hello welcome to so-and-so or not especially if like your Walmart or something no one says jack shit to you and see so anyone like, half the time you, you know, know? what I mean and you you even the co-workers the, the, co- the workers there they're like they try to dodge you they're like oh god someone's coming let's get out of here like you know mm-hmm. but um you know, you walk in and then you see all these. Oh, that's a nice couch right there. It's but it's all set up for you to come just sit on it. You know how many other nasty people sat on that and had their kids playing on it the whole time while they went and shopped around the store and pissed their pants in that couch. You know, for all you know, so it's almost it's always just a show. You know, it's a show to make you spend some dollars. You know, so
1: yeah, I have. A From the good moment you walk
0: in there, so then I think people think that you know maybe these cashiers is part of the show. Like you know, you start getting used to like it's all just kind of part of the show. You know, and that's dangerous thinking. But life is a big show, right?
1: Customers to people. So you what, know, <laughs> wait, I have a good comparison to draw to close out, maybe. So the comparison between, like, the abuse of power thing and customers having buying power and being like, I have the power over. It. Like, let's think of an exchange with somebody who works at, like, a grocery store. Okay, mm-hmm. the customer thinks I have the power. I, pff, I'm spending my money here. They owe me because I'm spending my money here. Mm-hmm. But the 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 business is like, I have the power because I have the product, bitch. Mm -hmm. You can have all the money in the the world, but we're the ones trading you your money for a product. So I'm going to draw the comparison to the way customer service should work, the way commerce should work, the way conversation should work. And the only way they work is like a game of volleyball.
0: Right.
1: In a game of volleyball, both teams have to be able to keep the ball up because if one team serves the ball... And the other team drops it, that's not a rally. That's not fun. That's yeah. not like, you know, you have to both be on the same page about how the game works and what the rules are. And you're not against each other. It's ebb and flow. It's symbiosis now. Yeah, it's, it's, it's ca- it kinda I feel like what
0: you're saying is it's like it's it's our duty to kinda when you walk into a business room, you kind of you know, maybe you've done a little homework, you know, before you walked in there, you kinda know uh... how that system functions i mean you know it's not like going to school where you, you start a chemistry class going into it, like, I don't know anything about chemistry. And then, you know, six months later, you know a lot more about chemistry. And you had to go into it, no, I don't know jack shit, and now I'm going to learn a lot, you know. This is different, where you've been in a store pretty much your whole life, in and out. that's the only way any, like, what, 80% of the population has survived. For sure, at least 80, 90% of the people, po- population in this country, for sure, have survived just by going in and out of grocery stores once or twice, three times, maybe every day, weekly. You know to get their supplies and needs so don't tell me you don't notice that you know and uh, but I would like to say though that like you know uh, when I worked at a hardware store I worked for Ace Hardware Store you know and uh, the family that owned that business is amazing family shout out to the, the Kasigian family they're amazing people. Uh, but the reality is is there were there were rude ruthless customers coming in there a lot of the time as well you know a lot of people angry you know they're in a plumbing situation they're upset now they kind of start taking it maybe out on you a little bit and you're just trying to help but the difference is is most of the time in a hardware position it is it does settle kind of in like we either have your supplies or we don't you know, and if we don't, people often know that. Dang, these are the supplies that are, you know, raw materials. These are things to build with. Okay, so maybe we just got to go to, you know, the next Ace Hardware or the uh, the true value or the uh, the Home Depot, God forbid, right? You know, and go over there and buy it cheaper. You know, but really, they're gonna buy those things cheaper, and they may have, you know, racks and racks of that product for days. But the reality is, is they got it way cheaper because they caught a lot of corners. And only thing they're offering you when you walk in there is a cheaper price because you can't get no help when you walk into like, no offense, like a Lowe's or a Home Depot or it any of that stuff for the most also, part. And those co- those workers, they're working, they're doing stuff. But do they have time to come and ask you if you need help? And you know, they they, they probably are getting paid only to basically do as much as they can do in a shift. And should a grown ass man or woman be running around like a fool for 10 10 11 dollars an hour to get basically get beat up by a lot of customers all day verbally um, just to just you know should that be an adult working for a minimum wage running around like a fool when they know stuff they're smart they're strong you know what I mean yeah. no I think that that's what I mean where there's some systematic type of oppression that has been going on for quite some time and it usually is economic related obviously most of these things are economically related
1: economically related and uh, affect the minorities much more than they affect you and I. So I think yeah. that that's why we have these conversations too because like, uh, we could close with this if you'd like. The Black Lives Matter movement is happening right now. Yeah, it's we're in June here, beginning of June 2020 in the world, here. And there's a lot of people talking about uh, whether or not it's okay to riot and all these things, and that could be a whole nother comp uh, thing that we go into. We will talk about more will, of the riots but, that you know, have been going on. We just know. we need Tyler and I feel a duty not just as like white people just as people who have been privileged to have an education and get to learn just one percent about the world. oh yeah like, i'm so grateful you know, for the people i've met and
0: the conversations i've had to the point where it's like you know i need to share a lot of this information because you know i wish someone would have told me some of this information it, it's helped me profoundly and it's it's because i've dug into it but i've had the opportunity to do so so i want to reach out to those folks that may not have that opportunity quite as much or maybe they feel that they still are, don't really want to go outside much because of the coronavirus and and, and all the brutality and all the riots like hey let's, let's talk about this let's think about this let's keep it symbiotic you know
1: yeah yeah and uh, we we are just trying to have ongoing conversations that help our fellow humans and uh, you know in, in any way we can so
0: so we're super excited about our new podcast guys we've done a couple episodes here symbiosis now we're going deep here guys yeah, and questions uh, lead uh, to we would love questions. to hear from you If you want to tell us something to talk about, we love going on it. We love going on the journey, you know, of topics. So, but also thank you just for, you know, listening for a little bit, but also stay tuned. I'm excited. We're doing this. You know what I mean? I'm excited to talk to, you know, Cameron Arias this weekend. Big dude, he lives down in L.A., You know, he's a big dog, doing big things, going to school down there, and then obviously all this COVID stuff popped off, and now the riots, you know, and we have a lot of, you know, he's got a lot of things to say about how it's been, how life has changed in one of the biggest, most populated cities, you know, pretty much in the world, or in the United States, for sure, right, you know? So, but anyways, thank you guys. Obviously, at the beginning of the song, we played The General. Check that song out. It's by Dispatch. They are a great band. Oh my goodness, I wish they came back and started making music again. I know they'd understand. Times are weird. Hey, be that soldier and know that you don't have to fight to kill yourself. You just got to fight for what's right, baby. You know? So we're going to turn it out here to turn blue by the old black keys and we're rolling out. We'll talk to y'all soon here. Mm hmm. All the are low. I will remember the times when love would